2: Do you want to meet myself and Ollie Davis of Wrestle Ramble fame? Well, you can do just that by joining us at Wrestling Media Con on September 8th and 9th from the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England. Ollie and I will be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble, as well as signings and photos. But that's not all. Wrestling Media Con will have shows from Cultaholic, Inside the Ropes, Wrestling with Regret, Don Callis, Botchamania, Art of Wrestling, Sean Waltman, and more. There will also be the first ever wrestling Media Hall of Fame and wrestling shows from Impact Wrestling, where they will be taking on the best the UK has to offer. And Revolution Pro Wrestling featuring the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger defending his British J Cup crown. Tickets are on sale now, so head over to WrestlingMediaCon.com. That's WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support
3: WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble
2: Podcast! Hey, it's your old pal Luke here from the Wrestle Ramble. Yes, that's right, you recognise that name. I'm currently recording this in a spare room in my house, which is why the sound. Might seem a little bit weird, but this is gonna be our WOS Wrestling Episode 1 review. This might not be a regular thing going forward, but we thought we'd want to sit down and talk about the first episode of WOS Wrestling because Ollie and I got to see it a couple of days earlier. And not only that, we got to sit down with some of the stars of WOS Wrestling, so Calval, the commentator, as well as Viper and Sha Samuels, you'll hear those interviews at the end of this show. I'll post a link to the video version of those interviews because they're very fun to watch the video version uh, as well, particularly when Ollie is playing a game with, uh, with Shah Samuels. So without further ado, let's get into the show and enjoy it.
3: And this is, uh, so we actually saw this episode on Wednesday. We were very excited we're about it. We're super cool and we're allowed to see things early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get into the premieres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we liked it before it was cool. We were actually watching it with the roster of WOS Wrestling. It was so cool. So Doug Williams was sitting behind us. Doug is going to be on next week's episode in the tag tournament. I actually marked out a little bit when Doug walked in.
2: I, he honestly, because I've never
3: met Doug before. Mm. And he walked in and I was like, oh my
2: God, it's Doug Williams. Yeah, Doug Williams is here.
3: Yeah, and so I don't know if you overheard him, but when stuff was happening in the show, particularly in the Osprey, uh, Davy Boy Smith Junior. match, which I thought was just so good, it's awesome. um, I could hear Doug behind me going, "Oh, that kid's great! (laughs) great. What a move that was!" You know, just like, "Ah, this is awesome." Getting like, I'm really enjoying the commentary on the show. And I'm getting Doug's bonus <laughs> colour. So that was, that was good. And we had Shah Samuels in front of us. Yeah, with, with Viper are we, and Maxtead. Are, are, we, are we allowed to say that the heels and the faces were kind of... They were all heels, they weren't they? I was going to say,
2: in all fairness, because we've got some interviews also on this channel as well uh, that should be live around this sort of time as well. And I was sat down and I was talking with Viper, who is a heel but is the nicest person i've ever
3: met she's really lovely she's so <laughs> lovely
2: she can't she can't be a heel she's too nice anyway
3: that's not destroy Kayfabe. Yes. fay but let's talk about a hugely important thing that's just happened not only in british wrestling but kind of the world of wrestling because itv and for our american viewers this is like the second biggest tv channel in england yeah we essentially have five channels well
2: actually we have more than this now but but we have loads now but these are channels that are free to view every single home in the country has access to the channel you don't have to buy packages for it or anything. It's just, if you have a TV that is plugged into an aerial, you can access these channels. Mm. And one of the channels, the second biggest one, as Ollie pointed out there, is ITV. The other one being the BBC. And the BBC kind of like, they, they control the world in some aspects. So this is, a, it's a huge deal for ITV to be putting this on. Mm. In a prime time position as well, 5pm on a Saturday. It's the old Gladiators spot. It's the old um, Ninja
3: Warrior spot. Yeah, so it's great for, and that's I, I'm what I'm concerned that some people are going to watch this show and go like, you know, oh, it's just... Well, no, no, because you've still got the Will Ospreay, Davy Boy Smith Jr. I'm hoping people didn't watch the opening bit and go, this isn't New Japan, and yeah. then turn off. Because you you get Will Osprey versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., who is... I've forgotten his real name. Harry Smith. Harry Smith, yeah, over in New Japan as part of the... Uh, I'm forgetting all the names now. The baddies. The baddie guys. They're a big killer team. I've forgotten the name of. Killer so, Elite Squad. Yeah, something Thank like you. that. Yeah. And... So, so you, you are getting elements of that And it's The time slot shows you That this is 5pm This is family programming And within the confines of family programming I thought this was an excellent way To reintroduce wrestling into the mainstream We don't have WWE on main channels over here And when it is It's on at like 1am in yeah. the morning so it's that's on
2: Sky, for, again for our American viewers or anyone who is outside of the UK that's on Sky which is a paid for service but not only do you have to pay for Sky you also then have to pay for the sports channels on top of that so you've got to kind of pay twice over so it's very you know, exclusive in order to access WWE so this really is like it's the creme de la creme you know, in terms of like where you could be to get the most eyeballs on a product
3: but there's a huge appetite for wrestling in Britain as Massive. you can see by, uh, back when TNA drew their biggest crowds here because they were on a free to air channel. Yeah, they're on challenge. they got all that exposure just from that and that's where they got their big crowds. And WWE, when they come over, despite that time slot, people still go and see them. And this is now a 10 episode series every Saturday, 5pm. And it's putting these people that me and Luke and a lot of other people who follow the British wrestling scene have been watching for for a decade, sometimes longer because we're dug in there. And it's like, it is so incredibly... I told you, Rampage... Rampage Brown was the first in the first match that I ever saw in my British like when I first started to get into indie wrestling, and here he is now the WOS champion. You've got guys like Liam Slater and Gabriel Kidd eventually, who but uh, a lot of people will know through Defiant and what culture wrestling that like these guys are getting exposure on a national stage. It's only really positive for the like the wrestling scene in Britain, and by extension. To have such a big player like ITV involved in this is gonna. We talked about little bombs that are breaking up the the overall monopoly of WWE. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And it,
2: it was a really, really fun show as mm-hmm. well. It's a really good debut episode in kind of saying this is because we all we all saw the pilots that aired, you know, a couple of years ago. It was on New Year's Eve, Twenty sixteen. 2016. 2016. Yeah. So we all we all saw that. So we all saw what sort of presentation okay. we are going for there. This feels like a very different show mm. from that. This feels like it was a good reset point from that. It was like, this was a really good experiment. Now let's refine this and make it into the program that we've got now. Now we've got we've got a different commentary team. We've got Alex Shane, SoCal Val, and Stu Bennett. Stu Bennett... Me, a pleasure it's, to listen to yeah exactly not only that but he is also the general manager mm. and it's brilliant as well because he is a heel general manager but he's also the commentator as well and like, I think we were talking outside it's, like, it's a very interesting dynamic yeah, yeah about how like if you're a general manager and you see cheating happening in front of you wouldn't you just then stop it and kind of get things restarted but Stu works that so well and it kind of plays into matches a little bit and the commentary then benefits well the, the matches benefit from the good commentary mm. and so Cal is was really great as there it was like the sort of american voice cookies and cheese or whatever it was (laughs) cheese and crackers cheese and crackers she's really really funny she's wonderful and then you got alex shane as well and it's it's a really good three-man booth Mm. i really enjoyed it because you and i not the biggest fans of three-man booths
3: well that's it i was you know it's three very distinct voices on there yeah and it took me about 35 minutes in to go wait a second i don't like three-man booths i'm listening to a three-man booth what's happening here and maybe it's just like I don't like WWE three man <laughs> boots. Yeah, you don't like Michael Cole. Uh, and I thought they they work together really well because, and maybe it is because Stu Bennett is the authority figure. Yeah, it's it's. Re- I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't think of other ones where the authority figure has been the. No, I, on think the commentary it, I think team if you're at looking at it From a WWE standpoint
2: Like Teddy Long Was never a commentator mm. Vicky Guerrero Was never a commentator You know You can list off All of the ones And they were never On the commentary team At the same time As being like You know The general manager Of that show And I think Impacted it either Yeah Because it was always Mike Tanay and Don West And then it was Mike Tanay
3: and Taz Neither of which Were the uh, the impact General manager But it actually Leans down It like really makes the, the whole process A lot more efficient Because rather than Cutting backstage Or having these In-ring promos Which do seem sag the pace of the tempo you've got the general manager there saying what they think already it really helps tell stories and he can just stand
2: up and just grab the microphone and be like right now is what's gonna happen coming up into show
3: later on it's an excellent studio thank you yeah it's not like all the music hits i walk down i get it's all very contrived it's like no i'm and because so the the opening match was a five way Yeah, I, I feel like uh Grado was a great first champion yes, exactly. to harken back to the big daddy days and the sort of comedy figure that he is and he's just, you know he's just bloody excellent at yeah, the comedy wrestling but i totally get them wanting to change direction and go for a monster heel with and who better than rampage if you're a, if you just like get him familiar with him he is just a joy to watch he's so slick in what he does
2: and they use that like sort of shifting direction to tell a story within the, yeah. the the show itself, because Stu Bennett essentially comes out and he cuts this promo saying like that, look, we've had we've had our fun, we've had our fun with Grado as champion, but it's time for a change. Mm. Like you know, we can't have someone like you be in the face of this company. And Grado comes down and he does his comedy and he gets some good laughs from the crowd But Stu Bennett is more stra- duck for a walk. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> go Bennett- to the gym. But Stu Bennett is there, straight
3: face, with this look on, like with a look that just yeah. screams like, oh god, I do not like you, you idiots. And he's t- a really good. Really, by, good. By, by this outing, I mean, he's done stuff in Defiant as well where he's very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed him here,
2: and then that's what sets up the five where He wants to crown a new number one contender because he wants to try and get the belt off of Grado, which successfully does happen by the
3: end of the show. But it's like, just si- Justin Sizem wins, but via count out, but uh, Sha Samuels rolls Rampage back in. and Even though the referee says this is Sizem wins the match because they didn't see him get uh, Rampage get be- back in in time. That's when Stu Bennett gets up and says, well, you know, and that's when he starts to show his allegiances. That actually, he, he he's not so much a heel, but we, he, I guess he is, but it's it's more that he doesn't like the baby face. And he I don't w- think that necessarily makes him a heel. And
2: he also wants a champion that people can take seriously. Mm. And that's not And that's not as in like a... Oh, oh I really wish this company would take it seriously like in a kayfabe world he wants the people to be able to take a champion mm. seriously which is why he all the five guys that he picked to go out there are like Shar Samuels Adam Maxstead, it's Crater it's you know it's these five guys that he's picked are like these big dudes they're not like Grado. yeah he didn't pick another comedy guy to go in there he picked five legit dudes all the best authority
3: figures at the moment are British <laughs> <laughs> Stu and Page uh, and then like so, so that match happens so much happened this was a 44 minute show we had four matches a title change a really slick
2: backstage segment yep and, and people advancing in a tag team tournament and everything on the show almost felt like it meant something oh yeah well. definitely but it like to its credit and one of the things i really liked about it it moves at a breakneck pace mm. whereas like i was talking to my wife about this this morning when she was asking me like what i thought about the show and i said to her i was like if you watch a WWE show, and I hate to keep doing the sort of comparison thing, but yeah. I just wanted to mention this sort of like as a as a comparison piece. If you watch a WWE thing, an entrance takes like 5 minutes. Because you've got the giant ramp, you've got the big production, you've got the music, this, that, and the other. This, it's just like, here's an entrance, 30 seconds later, the next entrance is happening. And it's like, cool, now let's get to Mm -hmm. the wrestling. And it is like, they still present them as stars, and they're still presented as wrestlers and competitors. But it is about, let's get to the ring, and let's have a match now. And it really, it moves at such a breakneck pace. And
3: it's really excellent. It's really interesting. And there's loads of variety as well, because that first segment, that first part, uh, at least, with the the five person elimination match, the in ring promo, the authority figures, that is so pro wrestling in the sort more of pomp and circumstance, terminal, uh, terminal of, term of phrase version of the phrase. But in the next part, you've got Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus it looks like just so much like, like his dad, like his dad when yeah. he's dressed up this way, versus Will Ospreay. and I. So this is the bit where it's a great match anyway. I really enjoyed it because it's Will. Uh, but if you watch the kid in the front row from the hard cam, he is on the barrier just like sitting, looking up at him gormless. And, you know, you think a kid watching Will Ospreay, he's never seen Will Ospreay before. And this guy comes down in the cape and the shininess and the aerial assassin. And he does these kinds of moves, the pose in the middle of the ring. He, he's like a superhero come to life it's like just <laughs> that's what I've always really liked about Justin Seism yeah. Justin
2: Sizem literally looks like he walked off a comic book page uh, I mean he played a Marvel character mm. you know in, on the, the Marvel tours but um, he and, and it's it's interesting you say about like this kid's never seen Will Osprey before and I find that a lot wrestling fans can be a bit elitist sometimes we can sort of fall into this character like oh god you've never seen that guy like what's wrong with you and, but I, that's what I really like about this World of Sport thing or WOS I should say of putting this on a platform that anyone can see and kids probably have never seen New Japan Pro Wrestling have probably never been to a Rev Pro show and never been to that and this is the first time they get to see someone like Will Ospreay the way. Whoa, and they're like wow we're putting him on this massive platform so that everyone
3: can see him around yeah. the UK it's, it's awesome and it's, it's good, like not just Will Ospreay who's already got loads of exposure but like you know uh, Hendry and Martin Kirby who I you know have, have you know been exposed a considerable amount through YouTube and uh, Defiant and stuff, but now this is this is going to be to millions and millions of people. That's a that's like it's it's at least fifty times their exposure, yeah. and it's it's really rewarding to see, and it's super mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yes, like it's super mainstream, and don't get turned off by that because no. that's what this needs to be, and you've got to think like like Marvel, Marvel. I always come back to Marvel movies. <laughs> It's a good model. Yeah. Well, it's like it tries to satisfy all. It's called a four quadrant movie and that you can get all four quadrants of demographics, like the kids, the parents, the people in between, you know, like the 20 year olds, all genders appeals to everyone and the hardcore. fans. Yeah. And the hardcore fans. This I I feel, this is only episode one, but there's like enough potential here if they carry this kind of four quadrant appeasing thing through. It's not just going to satisfy us. The, the, you know, the, the the wrestling fans, but it's going to do that really important thing of breaking through to the mainstream and impressing kids and you are cultivating a whole new generation of wrestling fans who will go you know, like a few of those are going to be go on and say, where can I train to wrestle? I'll go on, you know, and that's like the next level of wrestling talent as it's, well.
2: I mean, we was, or rather you were speaking with with Shah Samuels mm. afterwards and he was telling the story about how you can see on the old FWA videos him sitting in the front row watching fwa shows and now here he is on itv in a prime time position for wos wrestling and that's that kid again, it's going to go back to that kid, that front row being like, I want to be like that guy, I want to be like a Justin Sizem, I want mm. to be like a Will Ospreay. And it, and it is, yeah, it's, it is really rewarding actually, as, as you say. And the tag match was good fun when they're yeah. kind of like advancing to the crown new tag team champions. Next week we're going to crown our first WOS women's uh, champion, so which is going to be really exciting. And I, I just thought the show was really fun, and crucially by the end of it. I wanted to see the next episode. And what I really like about this as well is that it's clearly telling a 10-episode mm. series storyline. So we can each week you'll get a new wrinkle to it, you get the next part, you get the next part, you get the next part. So if you watch this one and you thought, like, wow, it didn't really show off a lot, you've got to think, like, yeah, but you've got to build to that final episode. You've got to build to your big finale. And that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah,
3: it's a different structure to... To telling wrestling stories, Lucha Underground did it with their like their seasons, but they, they those were like American seasons of twenty four, twenty five episodes. Of course, WWE just goes on forever like a soap opera. This is a a ten episode contained series. Hopefully, you know if it goes well, it will get more. Uh, but yeah, if you that like to the one thing you got to watch it for is the match graphics <laughs> <laughs> they've brought back animated match graphics people doing their poses we and were, walking towards the camera
2: got oh. in the point we were oh, talking I about this it. outside and we were like oh, it reminds you of the old 2000s mid 2000s of like the rock doing his like, yes. that, or like just like <laughs> I just miss like the, those. Oh I love it so much The actual, and it's so weird because the actually podcast recently did a podcast uh, talking about where they first started using those and I'd forgotten about them I was like god I did Really used yeah. to like those, and now I get to see them again.
3: Now it's for just some... static images. When edited, like editing software has only improved, <laughs> and you've gone back to just the 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 the, the JPEG, yeah. the really high res, and always images that don't look like the actual person. Themselves. Who is that person <laughs> they keep advertising for Ronda Rousey's matches? The
2: Bobby Lashley one doesn't look like Bobby Lashley either. I don't
3: know. Anyway, um I, I enjoyed it enormously. So did I, uh, and. I hope everyone else... Well, I think everyone can find something in there. Yeah. I just feel I feel like it's like a plug piece now. <laughs> I'm just really... I'm really happy that, the, you know, British wrestling fans, we are obviously British. And this is... It would be nice to say to my parents, you can watch something that isn't in the middle of the night or on the internet. It's on ITV. You can just sit down. This this is what I like. And I, I genuinely think if my... Not my mum. But my, if my dad sat down... He, you get it You just like Start watching it And yeah Yeah it was alright That was good <laughs> and, Like that's all I want
4: <laughs> Dick dick Diggity Dick Diggity Doll We're Dick dick Diggity Dick Diggity Doll
2: Welcome to WrestleTalk, we are here in a secret central London location because we have just watched the first episode of W.O.S. Wrestling and I am joined now by one of the stars of W.O.S. Wrestling you probably recognise her on the BBC but now you're going to see her every week on ITV it's only Bloody Viper, how are you?
5: I'm very well thank you, thank you for having me.
2: So you just watched the first episode for the first time
5: what did you think of the show? Genuinely, I'm proud as punch. Like, when we were filming all this, we did the entire series in three days. It was so much work. And it was a really hard slog, especially because so many of us aren't used to that kind of schedule. I and mean, like So many of us haven't really done TV before, so it was entirely new. It was very hard, but even when we were filming it, it was all very much a team effort. And just being here tonight, seeing it, how it's all come out, like I could not be prouder. East! How are we? I'm very well. you enjoy that?
3: Do you enjoy the show? We, we've just seen it. We've just seen the first episode. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. It's the only time you're going to see me
4: happy, mate. Alright? I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to shout at you. I'm not going to be
3: intimidating. I'm just on cloud nine. It's the
4: only time i ever be on cloud nine.
3: We saw you up on, on the screen and you were doing your East London oh, Butcher walking yeah. around with the, the braces tanned as and tindle? well. Our tanned was like, the most tanned wrestler on the show. I don't know My about
4: sexy that. Sexy Beast, like Ray Wilkins from Sexy... Not Ray, Ray Wilkins. Wilkins.
5: <laughs>
2: Whoop! Who's the guy from... Just, uh, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. I really wanted to ask you about your feelings on British women's wrestling at the moment, which is like, really exploded, especially with companies like Eve and things like that. How have you found, like, the women's wrestling scene in the last few years?
5: Honestly, like, it's just like somebody got some, like, bio growing, like... <laughs> Like, it's just kind of exploded. And I think, like, I think, like, the raw grassroots was always there. Now we're just getting more access to view it properly. Um, Especially, like, Eve, how long has Eve been going now? Like, I've been part of Eve since, like, practically when I was a baby. Eve gave me, like, my first outside of uh, Scotland booking. And to see how well they're doing now, it's just amazing. It's, like, so lovely to be a part of. It was almost for a while, like, people didn't want to admit that they liked women's wrestling because they were scared of... How that made them look you know like especially for guys that like, you didn't want to come across as like you are some weird pervert watching women's wrestling it's like it's not that at all whatsoever it's respected it's popular it's normal now like and like, thank god that like, we've fought this digger for so long and i'm so happy that now it's being heralded for i hate being like like saying like that but the art that it is
3: you're you're kind of in a trio of people With Rampage, who's the current champion. How's that dynamic going to play out if you want to be champion? Well,
4: see, Rampage and CJ Banks and myself, we came in at the same time. And we we think of British wrestling the same way. And we're very protective of British wrestling. So, if he's champion or if CJ's champion or if I'm champion, we're going to sit together. We don't care. We're we're a team. Who are you most threatened by, really? Joe Hendry and Justin Seisman come to mind straight away. Sorry, you didn't say Joe Hendry's name right. It's like I think it's pronounced...
3: "Mm Joe Hendry...
4: Joe Hendry. I'm not gonna I'm gonna sing and dance, right? Uh, Joe Hendry, while I'm not um, he's not my friend and I I don't respect him to be honest. I think he's a, a glorified X Factor wannabe. But I credit where he's due, he's one of the best wrestlers in the planet. In the in the planet. Look, I've had a couple of beers. I'm not I don't
2: speak the Queen's English, but you know what I meant. We cannot not talk about TNA and your time yes. there, because you were in TNA for, how long were you in TNA about for?
1: nine years. Nine, nine years, five, yeah.
2: nine years. What are some of your favorite memories of being in TNA?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, or there, Impact
2: Wrestling. There,
1: yeah, yes, right, I still say TNA, a lot of people still do. I have so many uh, amazing memories. I don't really have any bad memories at all. I just, I mean, I, if you think about it, I, you know, I started there about 18 years old and left about 23 or so. I literally, physically grew up in that company. And, you know, I was always kind of everyone's little sister. You know, guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Joe Bear. Don't tell anyone that I call him. I
2: we him. will tell no one that you called Samoa Joe Joe Bear. Or
1: Jerry Lynn is Jer Bear. I have weird names, people. Um, you know, they're, they're all my older brothers. You know, they're all sort of like the guys that were my protectors, and they were just our, you know, we had so much camaraderie back in the day.
2: So WWE have recently just announced they're doing an all-women pay-per-view, which I'm sure is probably the first time anyone has ever done such a thing. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the first ever all women's pay-per-view
5: <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be an amazing show and um, to be honest it's a long time coming um, women's wrestling has been excellent for years for years and years and years and years and you know like I'm not been one of those people that's like oh well it's about bloody time blah 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 but I just believe that they will Showcase it to the best of its ability, and I believe that it can only get more eyes on the wrestling and more people appreciating it, and more viewers, which ultimately is just better for everyone.
3: We share someone in common, that is Alex Shane, who who is on the commentary for this, and he has shown me a few times uh, uh, old FWA show from the mid-noughties or early noughties, and you're in the crowd. I'm in the front
4: row. I'm in the front row. It wasn't for him putting on the shows he was putting on. FWA back in the day. But he wasn't putting on the the incredible shows he was putting on in York Hall in East London, I would not be on ITV every Saturday. So thank you for Alex for putting, doing everything you've done. You're a hero to a lot of the people. We won't admit it, but you're a hero to a lot of the boys. And we respect and thank you for everything you've done. And you do a cracking job on commentary. He's the voice of WOS Wrestling, so... Thank you, Alex. But it's funny when you
1: say, what are some of your favorite memories? Because what jogged my memory right now is the last UK tour I did, I think 2014, um, we were on a bus. And whenever you put all of the roster on a bus, especially in the UK, and then you put Ken Anderson and I in charge of the playlist. So you know like the scene in Almost Famous where they have, you know, Hold Me Closer Tiny Dancer, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. We had that moment. Can you
2: give us a quick rendition of Hold Me Closer Tiny Dancer?
1: We can do it together if you'd like.
2: Blue it. jean
1: baby. <laughs>
2: I was going to go for the chorus.
1: L.A. Lady. How much time do you have? <laughs> no, it's it's one of my favorites. It's very L.A. to me, so it just seems very SoCal.
3: Well, just to close things off, let's go back to the, what everyone's really waiting for, and that is tube charades. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay You're one out for you. I'm in
1: a good mood, mate.
4: You're lucky. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> no, two words.
4: Head. Yeah. Heads? No? Oh mate, this game is winding me up. What? Two what? Two what? Two words? What? What is it? Cut this, I'm not playing. All right? Stick your game up your ass. Hit
2: it!
3: It was King's Cross. King's Cross.
0: Small details are big surfaces.